So I found out one day that I can't do that while I'm wearing a hat. Oh my god! I have to take my—I don't know why—I have to take my hat off. And uh, and so I texted her. I told her about it. She like she made this face. And so I guess that's an example of maybe oversharing. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things with Sean and Andrew, a podcast all about couples and the things they go through. Today we have Kim and Penn. Holderness. The Holdernesses. The ho- say that ten times. The fast. Holdernesses. When I tell you that these people are my mentors in social media, yes. without them even knowing it, yes, I mean it. The Holdernesses are massive on Facebook. They've been around for years, and they do things next level. So they do. we talk about this uh, on the episode, but they really crush their videos. Like <laughs> they, they do. their creativity is fantastic. And it was. Do you have a man crush? I like, I like Finn a lot. Do you have a, he's a he's couple a, crush? I'm impressed. I, yes. I, I enjoyed this conversation and I'm glad to call them what I hope would be friends. Um, but Penn Holderness actually spent 18 years in the TV business before he started doing these Facebook, Facebook videos. And Kim Holderness, as we'll discuss, was also in the TV business. She was a uh, pundit for Inside Edition. Is that the right way to say that? I don't even know what that word is. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go look up a dictionary. But Kim and Penn just came out with a book called Everybody Fights. Yes. And they talk about some of the arguments that they've had. I would highly recommend listening to the audio book version. I'll yes. link it down below, but it's because a real blast. it's actually them. Yeah, and they're having like a more of a conversation than reading. So anyways, we absolutely love this conversation. We do call them friends now. We ended up talking about so much that was very lighthearted about their relationship, how they got into kind of the creator world, how it's now their full-time job. And then we also kind of unexpectedly took a turn into more dark conversations about gymnastics and um, the broadcasting world and the world of TV as it pertains to sexual harassment and just kind of all of these things that go unseen, which ended up being a very, very good conversation. And we get a lot of parenting and marriage advice from them as well. So if you want to find out more about Kim and Penn Holderness, we'll link their information down below. Thank you both for joining the show, by the way. And if you've made it this far as a listener and haven't subscribed or given the show a rating, then please do so before we move on. And uh, without further ado, Let's go ahead and roll into this one with Kim and Penn Holderness. Penn and Kim Holderness, what a pleasure this is to have you on. Thanks for joining us. We are so excited to be here. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. I got to say, we uh, we thought that we put a lot of time and effort and planning into the videos that we create oh, uh, to put on the internet. I love yeah. your videos. And then when we stumbled across your videos, we we're like, oh my gosh. They're <laughs> legends. You guys are really good at what you do. Well, you're nice to say that. We, we've we done so many of them at this point that there it is a little more plug and play than it used to be. I think when we first got started, it was taking two or three days to put one video out. Um, and we've just, we've done, we've done so many, I'm like, this is why people are eventually just going to get really sick of us. We do a lot of videos. Um, but, but it's, it's at the point now where, you know, you push a button and it looks fancy. So we're very grateful for technology in that sense. Yes. I will say though, Andrew was like explaining his favorite parts about your YouTube channel. And he's like, basically they're like, just a lot better than us. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, everything. okay. Pin looks better than I do. No, my God. I, I know, Kim, you don't like your voice, but you guys sound better than we do. It's like, you no, got the whole I love your stuff. You guys have it down, though. 
You're very kind to say that. But again, like, okay, obviously we're older than you. When I look at you guys, I'm like, if we had, we, when our babies were the size of your babies, this was not on our radar at all. Like we just, we started a lot later. I, I love what you guys are doing though. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I don't want to um overlap the book too much. By the way, I listened to the audio version of that oh, and thanks. what a treat it was. Actually, it was an experience unlike any other audio. I'm a huge audiobook guy. And it was like, it was really just like listening in on a conversation between you two. Penn kind of just like just interjects whenever he wants yeah. to and they laugh. Welcome all to my the marriage. Time. I'm really sorry. Yeah. And usually yeah. it's so funny. Like, usually when I interrupt, Kim has, she has, she's close enough that she either kicks my foot or she punches my thigh and she was too far away because we were recording from two different spots. So she couldn't really control me, but then we were getting feedback that it's actually okay because you know, you, I think there's reading a book to someone and then there's having a conversation and most people would rather listen to a conversation. Yeah. It's endearing. It's definitely endearing. It's relatable. You like listen and you're like, this is relatable. <laughs> well, our, uh, the audio book was my favorite form of the, I loved the book and I, I love reading the book. I loved writing the book, but recording the audio book was that my was awesome. favorite part of the process for sure. It's actually, I mean, for me, we, I got to do one audiobook and it's kind of intimidating because you sit there for how many hours and you're recording yeah. and then you go back and you have to listen to yourself. It's the worst. And that was really hard for me. I don't know about you guys. No, it, it, it definitely the first time. So here's the thing, Sean, we, we grew up in local news and so we were on television and on camera, but just like you, I'm sure with your, with your career pretty early. And, um, we had to kind of work on it. You know, we I, sucked I used to sound like this all the time, way too loud and too energetic. Like that was me for the first like two years of my, of my news career. You're right? going to have to like pod that down a little I know, bit. I'm sorry. No, but we sucked for a long, like, I mean, we had like, we had the ability to suck in a small town without the internet yeah. watching for a really long time. Yeah, there was no internet back wow. then, which was really nice because yeah. we made some bad mistakes. But like, I also think that if you had to record a book by yourself, I think that would have been really hard to be yeah. in a recording studio by yourself and make an audiobook entertaining. I think that's very daunting. So we're talking about the book that came out uh, earlier this year called Everybody Fights. We'll link it down below. I would highly recommend checking it out. Um, but... I don't want to spoil the whole how you guys met. We usually do like how you met. Tell us the engagement story, the whole thing. We can do I really that. It's fine. I just want to use this time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of just want to get wisdom from you guys. <laughs> oh, boy. Because you mentioned you've been doing this longer. You, there's a lot of similarities in our situations where you guys like work together. You, you're around each other 24-7. And thus the book, Everybody Fights. <laughs> so how can how can we learn from you guys? Because I feel like there's a lot. Oh, uh, well, I think if I had, <laughs> if I was going to give myself some advice, <laughs> you know. Ten, eight years ago. Eight years ago yeah. when we started, we kind of accidentally started working together. Um, we put out a video and went viral. I mean, I guess that's not true. I mean, I started Jammies. a company and then I needed, I wanted to hire him because for just video production, just to like shoot and edit videos behind the scenes. And, you know, he worked this evening news schedule. He never saw our kids. So we just, we pictured like this very small local life. And then we put out this video like Christmas jammies and it went viral. And we had no idea that this was so an option. We had no idea you could make money on YouTube. Like I had, we had no idea any of that. So we started in this, 
industry in this field not knowing anything about it and it consumed our lives and we had two young children i mean they were six and eight or nine and we it's all we talked about it's all we thought about and like what if we do this and what do we do that and we never created any boundaries around like this is work yeah and then shut it off and then this is our marriage just just to give a quick example at night when she was trying to calm down i would get into bed and be like you know what i was just thinking about that video tomorrow and it it caused her a (laughs) tremendous amount of stress and then in the mornings yeah right okay well you're about to get tapped back because in the morning (laughs) in the morning i wake up and i'm like kim gets up like an hour before me and we call it the fire hose like i'm still like putting my contacts on and she hits me with like 642 (laughs) things so we did establish some boundary there it is see i I saw that coming because every everyone's got this right so we did we did establish boundaries but not after getting in a lot of fights which is why we wrote the book yeah so now we have very clear like work hours you know we try to we drop the kids off at school and we come home and we get to work and then it shuts down at five o'clock and we mm-hmm. don't answer. We try not to unless it's an emergency. Like everybody, it's like sounds very like Hollywood, but you have like a manager or, or an agent or something like that. And they're in L.A. and we are on the East Coast. So it used mm-hmm. to be we were getting phone calls at eight and nine o'clock from L.A. And now we just don't answer those. And because it kind of brings us back into the work world. And I mean, please, we're not, you know, performing brain surgery. Nobody's going to die if I don't call them back tonight. (laughs) So and then we don't talk. Our kids are when they were home more, they were more part of it. But now they're in school and they do sports. And so they're not home until like five or six o'clock at night. So they're kind of annoyed. They're not in more videos, but they're not in a lot of our videos. Um, and so we try not to like, we don't talk about it in front of them. Like they don't, they yeah. know about it, but like they're not, it's like what we do for a living, not what they do for a living. You guys even have established, uh, roles as far as like Kim, my understanding is you're the CEO mm-hmm. and Penn is the COO. Is that, does that carry over into like structuring how you manage the household too? Like, cause <laughs> We don't know what we're <laughs> That's doing. That's a good I, question. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Let's let, let's let's get back to some other kind of things that we've learned. Um, <laughs> the the delineation is really important, and it gets more and more important as you grow. You guys are growing right now. Like a blind person can see that you guys are growing right now. Your your audience is growing. Your opportunities are growing. Um, you're going to be introduced to like not to get too inside baseball, new revenue streams and new platforms that you can go on to over the next couple of years because you guys are resonating with the world right now. So what you need to do is try to carve out some roles. And the next thing you need to do, I mean, look, Kim taught me this and I was very, very, very hesitant. Ask for help and get help early so that you are able to create these boundaries, right? And you're able to fit into these roles. We don't do this stuff by ourselves. Uh, Help from who? What do you from like hire people? Like you, I mean, even even if it may not be like in your budget, you hire people, you bring people onto your team. It allows you to settle into a more specific role. Don't lose your authenticity. And I don't think that you will, but I mean, we were getting set up for this shot and you saw two other people in this window with us. It's not just us. The amount of videos that we put out and the amount of videos you guys put out, it is impossible to do without help or you're going to burn out. And I think that there's a difference between like just starting out and being scrappy and then our marriage improved when we yeah. got help no, and Marie like saved our marriage really really because helped. I was stressing out about like Good uploading job, and like keywords yeah. and and like doing SEO and like I don't know how to do that stuff if you enjoy it 
do it. But I don't know how to like write a, you know, I write a blog post, sure, but I don't know how to like write for SEO and I don't know how to like, mm-hmm. uh, like do any of that stuff. So when we, so what we discovered when we hired somebody is like we were able to do more of the things we enjoy doing yeah. and honestly allowed us to be with our kids more because these other people actually enjoy like developing a website. Like I don't know how to do that stuff. I was super duper reticent when this happened, by the way, there's always one person who's like, no, I can do this better. I don't, there's no one who can do this better than me. I'm the only person who can do this as well as I can do this. And if one tiny thing was wrong, like, see, see, Hmm? Hmm?" and then you just, your wife tells you to shut up and be patient and they are doing better than you and, and, and check your ego. Uh, so that, that was kind of our journey. Okay. I have a laundry list of questions right now because the relatability here is crazy. Um, I want to go back to transitioning into this career, though, because you guys posted the YouTube video without the intention of being YouTubers and putting your life on, you know, the Internet for the world to see. Coming from newscasting and your very both prestigious backgrounds, you come from perfection. You have hundreds of people who are within the production team, the directors, the um, the audio guys. You have the backgrounds and the sets transitioning into a world where you're now creating that on your own did you find that hard to basically go from your hundreds of people for a team to now your in-home operation all right as a kid i used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity and right here in our hands we have the kiwi code box which is the activity of all activities for young kids the colorful chemistry set to be specific so with drew and jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, This has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the colorful chemistry kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. Well, there are different levels of production when it comes to news. And most people get started, uh, particularly if you're, you know, a someone with very little journalist experience like me, you start in a very small market where you are shooting, you are editing, you are writing, 
You are on camera. You are doing literally everything. And I and I oh, did that I for the first no two idea. years of my job. And you did it for how long? I did it for like, two years as well. So yeah. we so when wow. yeah. So when you start small, you have to do all yourself. We each got to the position where. You know, I worked at Inside Edition in New York and I wasn't allowed to touch anything. You know, so I got, we yeah. both got to that level and he got to ESPN. So we got to that level. But I have to say, I like yeah, I, 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 I did like it. He said he didn't like it. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, it is what I like most about what we're able to do now is like we have an idea and you guys do this too. And then you shoot it and you post it. And whereas before, when, when there were those layers of people, it would take, you know, it just takes so long to get any original idea out there. And it was always workshopped and it was always like, it went through rounds of edits and stuff. And now we can just do it. Just go. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys find there to be advantages in being creative together as a couple? Not everybody gets to create <laughs> uh, videos for the internet, but like, is that a, is that a thing that uh, is a conduit to you learning about each other and like growing closer together? Yes. Uh, I, I would not be much good at this by myself. Nobody, nobody wants to hear what a 47 year old man is doing on his Wednesday. (laughs) You're 47. Yeah. Are you 47? Are you 47? I am 47. I thought I was 48. Cause when you get this old, you don't realize how old you are. Like there's like land. No, I'm 47. I thought I was 47. Andrew's proud moment on this show was we had a couple on and he's like, so you're in your like forties and he goes, thank you. I'm 31. And I was like, Oh, it, was, it wasn't great. My God. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Yeah. They, um, yeah. Not even like maybe you're turning 40. He's like, you're definitely in your forties. <laughs> they said they were married for like 20 years. I was like, I'm trying to do the math. Here. Yeah. It was, it was that, that's really funny. So 47, um, not that interesting. Kim is, uh, Kim is interesting. She's beautiful. She's funny. Um, I think the two of us together, when we just kind of let our guard down and talk about how we are feeling, it can be funny. It can be musical. It can be turned into skits. But really what it is at the center is is what we talk about when we get up in the morning, when we drop our kids mm-hmm. off at school, when we go to bed at night. And those conversations are not only funny, they're very real and everyone has them. But I think we are better mm. together. Yeah. I think that we are, I think we're at our best when it's just us. And yeah, and we're, I think, I, I don't think I would be very interesting by myself either. Like I could never, I'm, I'm way more of an introvert. This whole, the fact that I'm, I was the last person of my friend group to get a Facebook account. I thought it was obnoxious. I got a Facebook account like one month before we published Christmas Jammies. Like I had no interest in being on social media. I didn't get Instagram until years later. I didn't want to be on social media at all. So funny story. I'm on social media as like this family. I'm not really active on social media in my personal life. Like I don't Mm -hmm. log on and look, I just don't have an interest in it. So it's the irony is rich that this is what I do for a living and I only do it because it's with them. I was trying to find your Instagram account. Yeah. I don't know if it exists. It's, well, we, have, we have an Instagram account. We have a public Instagram account. Yeah, she doesn't have a, have a personal one. one. I have a personal one. That's just, what I was. Yeah, I have a personal one just because on a dare, I took nothing but double chin pictures for an entire year. But um, I witnessed and it was, it was entertaining to find. Thank you. Well, just everyone else is just <laughs> duck facing from like up here. And I'm like, well, no one's seeing yeah. all these amazing folds underneath my <laughs> chin. I'm just going to do that. Uh, and, and, but I don't think I've posted in that in yeah. six months. It's kind of those, that thing where like the cobbler's kids have no shoes. Yeah. Right. You, so. You're so busy doing it on your day job. You don't do it later on.
Wow. I am curious though, within your marriage and within your family, you guys have figured out how to make a living, um, for lack of a better way to say it, off your family, which is what we do yeah. as well. And I I feel like with Andrew and I, something that we struggle with on a daily basis is what is too much to share? Yeah. What is yours to keep and what is worth sharing? And how have you guys found that boundary of how do you live a moment and know that it's your moment and not work and vice versa? I think we've always been pretty aware. And again, our, you have very young babies. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's easy when they're baby babies to share about like, oh, all the annoying things they do and they drive you crazy. But our kids were a little bit older. And yeah, we talked about how they like drove us crazy because it's like this very relatable thing. But we were always very aware to not talk about the stuff they're going through in school and if they got the, mm-hmm. you know one got bullied or this was happening like we were just we we kept that because I felt like at some point they're going to listen and my daughter's 14 and has she's gone back and we have a podcast she's gone back to listen to podcasts she has she just went through our social media mm-hmm. she has her own personal Instagram and she went through way way back and like good for me like she couldn't really find anything that was like embarrassing and I I told her I'm like is there some videos out there you want us to delete and she's like no you know it's fine but I'm always mm-hmm. thinking of like the teenager cuz a lot of people are like oh when they're teenagers they're going to yeah. you know they're going to be annoyed with yeah. you and so far they're not but we're very aware and I have to say also on the financial way and you guys are probably already set up like this we got them account they get paid they get paid so if there's any brand deal so the reason why you see them all smiley with jazz hands and any brand i know deal we do because we work with brands is they literally say they're like how much am i getting paid and they and i was like and i give them the dollar amount that we're making they get the dollar amount they're making they make more per hour than anyone in like the history well, of because they work for like 15 they, we, minutes and they literally like, they show up spend and, much they, time. and they do their thing and then they yeah. leave i mean that we said we're doing the, all the work yeah and we then, should get all the money no no i'm joking and then <laughs> no i'm kidding my daughter will pitch my daughter pitches these like sure. videos to do like oh mom let me help you with your makeup or something so we'll do these things she literally watches the monetization on the account because she knows she gets like half of it yeah. and so I mean, they, that's why I think they love the videos because they, they're getting paid at the same, at the same time. We, we, we ask them on a regular basis. We check in with them on how they're feeling about these things. And then even, even when they say they want to do it, we watch them when they're doing it because they're going to be times when they say they want to do something and they don't know what they're getting into because my son's 11 and you can't expect him to know what happens when there's a bunch of cameras in your face. And sometimes in a brand deal, there's a producer or director who's adding some things that they want you to do. Like you never know. Um, so, you know, ask them regularly, watch them and, um, you know, be like every other parent in the world and worry that you're going to screw up your kids. Like we're worried we're going to screw up our kids. We're not convinced that we're doing the right thing, but I think everybody's worried they're going to screw up your kids. And I think if you're not worried that you're going to screw up your kids, you should probably think about it a little bit more. <laughs> you're screwing it up. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting. I mean, I feel the the family dynamic is, is so interesting and really, I mean, I, I was driving down Nashville, like through Nashville and there was a, an insurance broker who had a picture of his family. And I was like, everybody, I, it's just like, like this weird place of involving your family, but not trying to have it 
too much about like, I know depending on them, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hey, it's still about the work that we're doing, which is the creative videos or. Yeah. And you guys are doing a good, from what I see, I mean, it is, it's about your couple life, a lot of it. And that's what we've tried to do. We have tried to make it about the two of us and our marriage and our relationship. And our part of that is like our kids appear in them sometimes. But if you really look at our videos, they're in like one out of every 20 videos yeah. for us and mostly like because of their schedules you know uh, also andrew i need to add this um on top of your nashville story when i was in orlando a guy gave me a business card he was a realtor and on the back oh of it God. on the back of it was a two-year-old girl and underneath it was a caption that says buy my daddy's house please p-w-e-a-s-e no. <laughs> and I, and like it yeah so <laughs> sorry i'll, I'll never forget that card inter- yeah <laughs> Um, so even if you're not on the internet, it's happening. So, okay. I, uh, Penn, you mentioned that the conversations you're having in the videos are, you have every day. This is a thought I've, I've been having recently. Um, is it possible in your experience to like overshare feelings between each other? Like Sean and I, you know, we talk about this stuff all, all day, every day. Do you guys ever like, uh, what is the saying? Kick a dead horse or whatever. (laughs) I mean, is the, I, is that the right saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. I, I do. So I'll answer the question like this. As long as you're talking about your feelings and what's going on in your life and you're not talking about what they're doing um, or what someone else is doing, I don't think there's any limit to that. I think sharing your feelings mm-hmm. subjectively, I don't know if there's such a thing as oversharing. And that includes like, I'll text Kim sometimes, like when I'm taking a dump or something and there's like, you know, I'm in, so sorry. Yeah, guys. Like I'll, <laughs> sorry. I know this is probably a G rated audience. Maybe we can like bleep that out, but like, I'll tell her stuff that's going on that like no one else should know. And she laughs and she's okay with it most of the time. Oh my lord! Regarding your time on the toilet, I know like it's very, emo- it's, it's very emotional. I mean, it's not like super graphic, but like I, I realized that I can't really. <laughs> so I found out one day that I can't do that while I'm wearing a hat. Oh my god! I have to take Pen my. Holders. I don't know why I have to take my hat off. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so I texted her. I told her about it. She like she made this face, and so I guess uh, that's an example of maybe oversharing. Um, but it's still my feelings and it's, it's oh what's going on in yeah. my life. Stage fright, but only from a hat. You're saying you can't go number two wearing a hat. You can't. I, well, I didn't realize it until I just like looked down on the floor and I'm like, why is my hat on the floor? And I'm like, oh, I guess I just kind of subconsciously took it off. Um, <laughs> you can't poop with the hat on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's like, oh my God, we're talking about I'm actually super interested about this. Yeah, we should Google it. There may be something, like maybe it's something in the hair follicles. Like that. Like I'm not really sure what's going on here. Are you? So you're you're not saying like this has been an experiment of like you can or you can't. It's just like natural for you to be hat off, set it down. I feel like at this point it needs to be an experiment. We're gonna have to report back. We're gonna try to. Yeah. Yeah. I I just realized one time like the hat was on the floor and I didn't. It's I was like, why is it there? And I pick it up and I'm like, wait, do I do that? Every time I'm you guys, this podcast, I'm so sorry to those who are watching and listening. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You guys have your hand in in so many different projects. I'm curious of all the things that you've done and built together. It could be a video. It could be an award that you won. I honestly, I can't mention what we do to other people without your name being brought up. They're like, Oh, like the Alderness family. I'm like, stop it. Yeah. Like, no, they're way better at it actually. But but yeah, kind of similar vibe. I'm not kidding. You guys are legends, but of everything that you've done together, what is, uh, 
the thing that you're most proud of? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, it's very flattering that they would com- that we would be in any comparison to you guys. Probably in the way that they compare people <laughs> like, who have been dead for ten years yeah. that they're trying to like because we're so, we're old so school much older than you the guys. Like, they're probably like like the Holders family. They used to make videos. Are actually. they still yeah. alive? Are they even are they are they they're going to like dead or not dot Their kids are married off by now, right? Yeah. Um, I would say I love that the book was I think because it was we do work so quickly on things like we shot like two or three videos yesterday that we came up with yesterday you know and Mm. we just like and they may suck and it may be terrible then you move on and it's almost like when you post it on the internet and then it's almost forgotten you forget about it I think the book it took us three years and it took us and we it our relation we wrote it in partnership with our like marriage counselor and so it we we revealed a lot but also we've heard from a lot of people that it's helped like we offer kind of like scripts and phrases and things you can say to guide communication and conversation and we've heard from a lot of people that it's helped them and it's not you know it's not for people whose marriages are in crisis it's for people who have really good marriages who want like exceptional marriages and so i feel like that's probably the thing i'm most proud of so I've never given this answer. I've been asked this before, but I think like that would be number one. Number two for me might might be the Christmas jammies video, the first one we mm-hmm. did. And let me tell you why, because it was the first one that we did. And it's really hard mm-hmm. for people to do that first video. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like to, to get out there and like do that first thing. Um, and I think if more people took a chance and did that, there would be, you know, 20x great creators, family creators on YouTube, because it was scary as heck. We're like, are we're kind of, we're putting our, you know, we're putting our life out there. We're dancing in pajamas. We're doing music. Are we good at that? You know, we're dancing. And, um, you know, just the fact that we got it out there and that it got to launch our career and our business. Um, I don't really think back about like how nervous we were when we put that out. But it's so funny. We were like our babysitter shot that video. Cause like oh, yeah. we had to go, we had like dinner plans that night Yeah, and like, well, we, we worked on it for like longer than any other video. We've yeah, done. but we didn't. But, but yeah. when we shot, it was like, oh, here, just hold the camera. So, um, no, that's a good answer. Was, was that an actual neighbor that was featured when she said Jen? Those no, she well, she is a dear friend of mine who yeah. lives. She lives like just seven close. minutes away, yeah. but not a. She okay. was not an actual neighbor. In, in L.A., she'd be a neighbor. <laughs> Neighbors are people <laughs> yes. who live within thirty minutes yeah. of each other in L.A. So yeah, for she's real. she's for yeah, real. she's a neighbor. Was that an actual fear of your like of yours going into this though? Was you you talk about just posting the first video? A lot of people can't even do that much. But again, the career transition, <laughs> your brand is so much different. You you go from being newscasters to a, a family brand. Was was there a fear or a hesitation within your marriage to kind of dive all into this? this YouTube content creation. So I think it took us a while because we're really slow learners. So we put out (laughs) Christmas jammies, but we were still just thinking, oh, we're going to produce videos for other people. So it took us two years, two years before we quit that other company where we were making job or we were making videos for other people before we just full time went into what we're doing now. So mm-hmm. we still were making, we still would say like we weren't making our own videos a priority at all. We would do them, but it was like once a month. Um, and then when, so we, it's almost like we, he took the risk, he quit the job. We didn't have a lot of money saved. It was super scary. That paid off. Like we had this company and we had a good income. And then he quit, we qu- both quit again to live off of like, 
YouTube and Facebook and who mm-hmm. does that? Like our parents still don't understand that. Like it's yeah, an, no. yeah, it's a weird, weird way to pay the mortgage. So um, we were, I would say, yeah, we were really nervous about that second leap, right? Yes. And we, uh, the, the second leap was almost as scary as the first one. That was a leap and we said, we're all in. We're not doing anything but this. M- mainly because it took so long for us to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Any change is scary. Kim is Kim is sort of a... She, she could be... Um, like Aesop. She, she has a lot of morals and sayings. She's, she's very good in this sense. She, she said, she says things like, don't wait until you're ready because you'll never be ready. And that, yeah. Well, leap in the net will appear has been like my saying through my life is like, if you're prepared and you're passionate leap and it'll, you'll figure it out. And like, it always works out. And I have to, sometimes I have to give myself pep talks. I'm like, when has it never worked out? And it has always worked out. Even if it's not the way I'd planned, it's always going to work out. It's going to be fine. And and my old boss at Inside Edition, his wife once told me when I told her like I was quitting and I was, you know, going to start my own company and she had quit journalism and started her own company. And she's like, listen, worst case, you go get a job somewhere. I'm like, oh, but who's going to hire me? She's like, she's like, there's always a job for a smart hardworking person a lot of smart lazy people and a lot of hardworking dumb people but you're smart and you're hardworking you'll always get a job i'm like and it brings me great comfort so if at some point they ask us to leave the internet i know i'll be able to find a job and support my family somewhere (laughs) is that a thing is internet is the internet just gonna want yeah they they may ask "Ah, me to leave at some point you guys to leave now (laughs) no you can leave now here's 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 your pink slip and we're done and we're done from my understanding, uh, Kim, you wrote a blog post titled to my friends who keep showing up all about how you're kind of this introvert, uh, who is slow to respond and, and <laughs> just, you have to gradually work your way into a relationship pin. Would you describe yourself in a similar way or? Oh my gosh. You guys are going to get an apartment together after this. You guys are best friends now. <laughs> uh, I, I am. I am such an extrovert that when our marriage counselor, when we were getting married, looked at our Myers-Briggs test that showed kind of the oh, difference no. between an Ian and I, he was like, okay, Kim, you're kind of in the middle here, but Penn, you are such a, fl- he used the word flaming. He said, you're such a flaming extrovert that you're going to turn Kim into an introvert. Like it's the, the, the relativity is going to make her into an introvert. And he was a hundred percent right. By the way, the counselor was my dad. He was a preacher and he, he did this, this counseling for us. What? I like, I get all of my energy from people that I barely know sometimes. And it's just like, just meeting someone new, like meeting you guys and establishing a new connection is my heroine. Um, is that a bad, no, like it's my fix. So like during COVID I was having like major withdrawal, like shakes because I could not meet anyone. I couldn't like, I couldn't get that energy. Who's the, the, is there, who's the introvert and extrovert here? Reversed. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Introvert. extrovert. I'm such an introvert. Yeah. And it's caused, it's caused quite a bit of conflict because I'm always like one people, I would just want a door to be open and like all my friends just randomly, you know, stumble like, by. I need to go hide in a black hole for 
Uh, yes and it's like i, I this, go to my uh, closet difference yeah. in, in comfort yeah. zones where i'm like yeah come on like the more the merrier and she's like i uh i just need to decompress for a little bit but i don't mm-hmm. know if you guys had uh yeah i through we, that at all i have to say in early in our marriage that was a huge issue because i didn't even realize i was again i didn't realize i was that big of an introvert until i lived with him mm-hmm. and then so we had established in pre-kids it was like okay friday night because that you know a long day of or a long week of like talking to people and being a reporter it was terrible so friday night's in we're in i'm like you can go out but i'm not leaving the couch and then saturday nights we would we could go out and be with people and then i would again need sunday to recover like i had to have like a and i had to know and then we are about to go we fly out tomorrow to go be with some friends for a few days and then already i'm freaking out because we get back and then we're like hosting thanksgiving and then i uh-huh. then we're gonna be right so i'm like but so thinking like where's my da- where's my alone time like where's my on the couch by myself in my sweatpants time and i'm not gonna have it for like a week and i'm like oh no oh, it's I a need- huge conversation between andrew and i because with every plan when it comes to like hosting or with friends i'm like you understand i need a day off yes. we can't go back to back to back to back i can't do that yeah that's good it's good that you know that though yeah Yeah. um i also want to while we're on the subject of your blog post kim you talked (laughs) about 10 tv shows to watch with your teen Mm -hmm. number one was schitt's creek two modern family yada 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 what didn't make the list was Ted Lasso. Oh, well, so, you know what? That may have been before. That was, I think that we're was like. We're obsessed with that show. Thank you for okay. bringing that up. That's, we're obsessed. That wasn't an oversight. That must have been published either before Ted Lasso or, oh my gosh. No, we like, I have Jersey. We have jerseys. Oh, Ted That's Lasso awesome. is like, uh, we quoted. Ted Lasso in, is the best show ever made. Yeah. Ever. I watched it three times start to finish already. Season two is garbage. I'm just putting that out there. Like, <gasps> no, no, it's not. You know, it, it's it got trash. off to a it got off to a slow start. I like I've I've been reading this on the internet. It's still charming as bleep. It's still it adorable. Is. I thought like they they dove in more to his anxiety. Like to me, that was incredibly related relatable. I live with someone mm. with, with anxiety. It's and, me. Yeah. If you didn't know that, it's me. <laughs> um, it's yeah. He's this like he's this great kind of amalgamation of the two of us. He's this kind of crazy optimist who also. Uh, is an extrovert who also has anxiety. Who like he's, yeah. he's all of us. And season two dove into that more. The relationship with Rebecca. Spoiler alert: the relationship with Rebecca and Sam is awesome. So hot. It's exactly it's incredible. Like, yeah. Oh my god, I wanted more of that. L- Lola was like, "Is he too young for her?" And we were like, "Flip the script, babe. Yeah. Absolutely my not." My daughter's like, name is Lola. Yeah, look yeah. at what's going. Like, I will say the only I love the second season. The only one that was a little strange for me was the night out. Yes. The, the assistant yes. coach. Uh, yeah, yeah that one was they, weird. I think they had to like, it was one of the, I read something like they had to create a new episode and like that happened. So that was a little weird. Yeah. That feels yeah. like yeah. a bad, eh. anyway. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Andrew, why didn't you like YouTube it? Videos. We have to post a video. You got to come up with yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it's Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. We got to have something. <laughs> Hot take. Ted Lasso sucks. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, uh, you, you should also, the morning show is one of our favorites and with your reporting backgrounds, I think so uh, we started watching it was that too real. and listen, I we've, couldn't. we've watched a lot uh. of shows about news that are complete crap, like up close and personal yeah. with, uh, with, Michelle uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer, where she went from like reading, like from basically taking out garbage to being a network anchor in two days and it never happens. And we get, we complained about that all the time. Morning show was 
I watched it. I watched the first season and I love Jennifer Aniston and I love Reese Witherspoon. It's awesome. But it's so real and it repeats some of the situations that like I have lived through. We were both sexually harassed in newsroom uh, situations. So it was like, dang to like see that abuse like that. I'm like, Ooh, too real. So, but it's, Mm -hmm. it, it is so dead on good. Yeah. Can I be I, honest? I, sorry. No, no. I just don't know how to respond when someone slides in. That, like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, we just dropped that. No, no, so, no, no. And, yeah. and we've be talked about it before. Also, and, and I don't know yeah. how we have we talked about we it. We talked about it on the podcast before. So, so he was like, Siri, he had a female news director that groped him. Not groped. What is it when you put your hands on the shoulder and massage you in edit bay and tell you that you're going to be an attractive older man? <laughs> you are. So, um, <laughs> darn it. So I guess it was your, so he, okay. So it wasn't in the newsroom where he was groped. You were groped in another situation. No, I, well that, that was one of them. I got, I got harassed. I got full on other in another place. Yeah. So mine was like the more traditional, like. It, like I was like in an edit bay and he would come in, which is like, they're very small. Mm-hmm. And he would like walk up behind me and like presses literally at one time, press his crotch into the back of my head. And like, it was like, and I was 22 and I didn't know what to do. And I ended up getting out of there and it was fine, but like, not fine. It was terrible. But like th- that happened a number of times that I was mm-hmm. like, so I watched the newsroom and I'm like, <laughs> I can't mm. do this. Mm. Yeah, I, good time. You guys actually, are fine, by the way. You, like you didn't. You, like yeah, we're we okay. It up, we're not. Sorry. We're. Uh, we we talk about this pretty openly. It actually is a good idea to talk about it openly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and not to go down like a very dark rabbit hole, but similar situation. Watching all of the gymnastics documentaries. Uh, yes. We went through all of that, and yeah. I'm sorry. But what's interesting is, um, I don't feel like many people have come out about that show saying the accuracy of it. You know. Which I wish they would. I wish I wish people wouldn't sit there and watch and be like, "This is so good." Instead of being like, "Oh, this actually went on." That Sorry. And I, yeah, not to go down like a no, no, no. But it did that. like it, and, and there are so many because I think that we all and we grew up and I say we grew up, but we were like in our early twenties. And you just, you know, what that just like you with gymnastics, like, oh, this is the way it is, right? This exactly. is how power yeah. is managed and, and, and wielded. If you want to be successful, and, uh, this is what yeah. has to happen. And so mm-hmm. I just put up with it because his, he was my boss and mm-hmm. I wanted to get off this shift. And if he can get me off this shift, I mean, I didn't participate in anything and I was never a willing participant. But like I never I did. It took me a long time to report yeah. it. And when I did report it, the answer was you can leave and get another job. And so I wasn't fired. I, I wanted I'm like, good. I can get out of my contract. Like, let me out of yeah. my contract. So um, you can see your toes in the bottom of the screen. I love oh, that. I'm so sorry. This was a you're not wearing <laughs> socks. I, so it's so funny. It's I, really warm up. I here. am like a very soft. Like I don't like bare feet. I, don't I like to see I feel bare like feet. I'm. I feel like 80% of my heat is trapped inside socks. And he doesn't wear shoes. So I'm barefoot on a regular basis. <laughs> and then yesterday, feet. I can't believe we're going down this. So I'm going to check if this is still recording. You keep talking. Okay, check. So, all right, this is not what you guys signed up for. But randomly, <laughs> Anne-Marie was like, I wonder what kinds of things people Google um, on the internet. And there was like, uh, when you put pen holderness, there's like a subsection of pen holderness feet. Wait, so you have, you have a little f- uh, foot fetish community too? Do you have one? I'm sure she Sean does. does. Oh, because you're fair. always barefoot she, in gymnastics. Barefoot. Yeah, I'm Tell sure. me a little bit and about like that. Do close-up shots. It's weird. There's a wiki feet is a thing. 
That is nasty. Tan, are you featured on there? No, but they're like... Yeah, yes, there's a, well, I'm not featured, but there's pictures, but I am never barefoot, so I am not on there. <laughs> yes, the wiki feet is I a also, thing. my feet... Can I show you my feet real quick? Don't, please don't. Yeah, my please. feet look kind of like fingers. No. They're not <laughs> attractive. <laughs> they're very long disturbing. and skinny, and I can pick things up with them like that. See? Uh, I have like hands for feet. I'm a mutant. So I don't understand. Shoes off. Absolutely not. This will be like the foot, fet- like the fish fet- foot fetish people's dream. <laughs> yeah, we'll just put that in the title. Foot foot fetish, fetish dream. And foot fetish and then poops with I a hat. Do on. ASMR over top of it, and, and oh like, god! Now it's okay. We're now we're weird. hitting on we're all cylinders. Weird. Hold on. Okay, I this was not part of the planned episode at all, but I yeah. do want to talk about because uh, you mentioned Kim like you didn't know what to do, yada yada. Uh, when that instance happened in the newsroom and Sean and I have talked about this quite a bit over the past few years of like is there a latent response or realization of oh wow this was actually really inappropriate and I didn't realize at the time but like and then and then how you go about navigating that because that's so complicated Mm -hmm. I I mean Sean I'm sure you feel the same way but I didn't even know because it's just what happened I didn't know That it was inappropriate. I know it made me feel disgusting and made me feel unsafe, but I didn't really know how to use those words. I was so young. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't know that, I mean, if you see it happening and it's so prevalent, you just don't even know. I mean, I didn't tell my mom about it. I didn't feel like I didn't tell anybody about it because I thought it was also my fault because I was there working late. So I shouldn't have been there late. So I, I think as women or just as a general victim, you just make it your own fault. And it took huh. me... Honestly, it took me years to, re- I knew it was wrong because I reported it, it and then I got out of it and I just like shut that, I can, I compartmentalize really well. So just like shut that part of my life. And then honestly, when all the Me Too stuff and Matt, Matt Lauer and like all that stuff in newsrooms came up, I'm like, wait a second, other people had this happen in newsrooms. I had no idea. And, and then and- we sat down and talked about it and all of a sudden like it had happened to both of us. It's, it's, it's so crazy though, you guys. So we, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm looking at the two of you. I'm looking at my wife. You were a dancer and you were a television news reporter. Andrew, you were a football player. Sean, you were a gymnast. All of those are environments where there is a crazy pyramid st- scheme and there is not, not a scheme, a, a pyramid of power. Mm-hmm. And there's very little room at the top. And in order to get to the top, you have to just absolutely claw your way up from the bottom. And you're, it's, it's, ingrained into your head that part of that is being treated like a no one who has no rights mm-hmm. and who has no power. Mm. And so it's no surprise that Jerry Sandusky comes up, that U.S. gymnastics comes up, that, you know, Matt Lauer and people in, uh, in, in news come up because like we were all in those high pressure environments where everybody wanted to get to the top of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man. Mm-hmm. Well, and to add to that, I, th- up until recently, there's been such a stigma around those pyramids, the, the elite level, where it's just your cliche story of you have to sacrifice so much and only the very few who are willing to go so far. And it's, it's that cliche story of what are you willing to do to get there? And I think for so long, people normalized just doing outrageous and dumb things in whatever manner that was. But I think that's why so many people wrote it off for so long of, well, this is just what it's like at, at the top, I guess. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're, you're so right. Just to normalize the behavior from those coaches, I imagine. And from our bosses is like, Oh, that's what it is. And that's what I have to be subjected to, 
to be able to succeed and it's garbage. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, to the point where, you know, our daughter is, she, she started tennis kind of late, but she's really competitive and she's very determined. She plays all the time. And I'm actually trying to ease her off of it mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm like, dude, just have a life, just be yeah. a normal kid. And um, she doesn't have the coaching experience, but I know what it takes at this level to be to be a high level athlete and, and a college experience, which is where she wants to go. Like, and I know how that that works, and I just don't want that for my kid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there you go. Okay, <laughs> we went down the rabbit hole. Well, I, I I do want to parlay that into um, you guys are both very open about your mental health. You have shirts and merch that says ADHD is <laughs> awesome pin, and Kim, you uh, have anxiety. How do you navigate that? Do you go see counselors independently or what? Oh, I don't know that we do navigate it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I would, it's, it's a daily conversation, I would say. And I think that I, we are both very self-aware. So I know when I'm having, and the way my brand of anxiety works is that it could be, the sun could be shining and I, it could be just the most perfect day and everything's great. And boom, I'm kind of hit with like, okay. And I'll just tell him, like, I'm just having an anxiety day and I'm just going to chill. And he'll be like, you do you. I got, I got everything else. And he, and he gives me a lot of grace with that. Or I discovered I'm great in a crisis. Like I can get us through a crisis. And it's like three days after that, when I'm like, holy crap, what did we just live through that all crash? And, and, but I'm, I can say it now where I think it took me years to be able to like verbalize what that emotion was. And he's, he gives me a lot of grace. I give myself a lot of grace and then we just walk through it and name it. Like the the expression is name it to tame it. So like I name the emotion and I name what I'm feeling and then it, that really, yeah, that really helps. Um, So the big danger issue is when they clash. So if like she is in a peak anxiety moment and I'm at a peak ADHD moment of sloppiness and lack of attention to detail and executive functioning. So that's where the language really helps out where you're like, boy, I'm having a really bad anxiety day. That's when I know I have to snap back into it and kind of get my, you know, bleep together. Um, we, we, we give each other grace. Like Kim said, we, we have done therapy. We we have done therapy. We accept the other person for who they are, but it's our personal responsibility not to use it as an excuse. Okay. Mm. So this place is a disaster. Sorry, ADHD. No, I got to work on this. Like I'm living with it, but it doesn't mean I don't have to work on it. I have to make lists. You know, I have to like check myself. I have to, you know, it, it, this is like a weird thing, but 2021 was the year that I learned how to put the chairs underneath the table. He's still perfecting it. Um, but I used to not do that. So it's like He's baby so steps and that took about a year. And so next year, maybe we'll move on to getting the clothes in the hamper. I, I like the I like the, <laughs> the mindset of he's still perfecting. I think, I think that's a good way to approach uh, yeah. progress. You just can't make it an uh, excuse. Like that's, that's the big but, thing. So this is, I think you verbalized well part of the frustration of spending mm-hmm. all your time together and working together. Pin whenever Kim's having a tough day, I mean, there's videos that need to be shot. There's houses like the house chores that need to be done. The kids need to be taken care of. You, you shoulder all of that for to like just to to watch out for her. Uh, well, 
He has. Uh, Uber wow. Eats is a huge <laughs> DoorDash component of Uber this. Eats. Because when, when stuff like that hits the fan and I've got all those other things to do, it's, it's yeah. back to that place of asking for help or if not asking for help, like taking some money and throwing it at the problem. Like not, yeah. not too much, but enough that, that you're not going to completely break down. You, you know, maybe we're not going to go out to that fancy dinner we were planning on because we're going to get Uber Eats because I don't have time to make dinner because yeah. she's having a tough time yeah. and that's all okay. And I can, and I generally like for my kids can rally and I, and it does. And I know sometimes yeah. you can't though. Yes. I'm saying, and I sometimes know your body just shuts down. Like my, that's yeah. just part of it. But I know it generally like if it, my kids need to be somewhere, if I need to be like, I can rally for that. So I try not to abandon him too much. But um, yeah, it has happened. Well, and not to just use like him as an excuse. It can go both ways. But I think it's just a beautiful representation of marriage. How, again, we have so many conversations with so many different couples who things who do things very differently. But there's a lot of times this preconceived like notion that marriages are perfect and they're 50 50 and everybody coexists in a happy way. And it's not always like that. There are so many phases in life where Andrew will need help and I'll have to take, take the brunt of all the work and vice versa. It's just, it's how you ebb and flow through a marriage. And I think it's actually really beautiful to to hear and see. Mm. Pin, what do you love most about Kim? <laughs> uh, there's a lot. I'm going to go with keep it G rated. Okay. Um, let me, I got to think of another one then. I, I really love how self-aware she is. I know that's like a, that, that's not a super romantic answer, but like someone who is as much of a smoke show as she is, um, who also is just like funny. Someone who kind of checks all the desirable boxes. She's, she's very self-deprecating and aware when, when she's acting mm. crazy or when she's uh, tired or when she's, not feeling well and she outwardly talks about it and it's incredibly endearing that someone that perfect um can share some imperfection with me every once in a while so i don't feel as bad about my imperfections Uh, and i I really love that about her that was really sweet kim what do you love most about pen Oh, um, what do I love? You most? got nothing. I got nothing. He's pretty cute. <laughs> sure. No, um, I would say uh, he in those moments where I mean, you know, for example, like our family has been going through a tough time. My grandmother just passed away. Yeah. And so we got to like sit with my grandmother and he got to, you know, he loves all of me but he also in those moments like we're in hospice with my grandmother and he is making her laugh Mm. like he Mm. makes me like on a daily basis like inappropriate like head back laughter every day and I feel like that is medicine for me um with all of whatever's happening here he's just so flipping funny and he's such he is he quit his job initially and changed his, turned his life upside down to be with our kids. So mm-hmm. he is, to see him, like he's the one on the text string, like he's on the text string with the moms because I'm the introvert, that's organizing like the tennis um, after season, like, you know, awards party. He's the one that's running carpool. He's the one that's like getting the kids to the birthday parties. I mean, I'm not antisocial. He's just so involved with our kids' lives that like he's just... It's, it's so amazing to see him 
like as a dad, like he turned his life upside down. And it's like, I look at my kids, I'm like, do you know how lucky you are? Like mm-hmm. he's, um, it's, it's really cool to see. Well, thank you. That was, thanks for asking that question. <laughs> you guys, uh, <laughs> you guys are cool. I want to, I want to be like uh, you pin when I'm 65 years old. <laughs> oh my God. It's cool. <sighs> Right. 65 you're, next you're week. You're 50, right? <laughs> you're almost 50, babe. Uh, no. we, we really do have a lot to learn from you guys. I appreciate you uh, taking the last hour to sit down and talk with us. And for those listening who want to glean more wisdom from Penn and Kim, we will link their book called Everyday. Wait, yeah, Everyday. Everybody. Am I saying your fight right? Everyday Fights. You're close. Yeah. Yeah, uh, everybody. Yeah. What am I saying? I there freaking. Go. We're going to we'll link the book. Uh, that they wrote <laughs> called Everybody Fights down below. I would recommend Every that. Every day that. we fight. <laughs> yeah. Every single day we fight. Andrew, don't take too much from us, man. You guys are doing you such are doing good great. work and it's so authentic. And I mean, one thing I'll impart to you is that the next generation of YouTube and all this stuff is like one year away and just keep mm-hmm. like keep listening and learning from them because you guys do things that, that we don't know how to do. Um, it, it, so, so take some pride in that and keep doing what you're doing. Well, I appreciate that. Kim's probably sitting here after this past hour thinking like how bad of journalists we are having come from inside <laughs> yeah, edition. Just the no, elite. are you, you guys asked such good questions. You were so prepared. I'm so impressed. No, I love every, I mean, I've been following you guys for the longest time. I love everything you guys do. I'm like starstruck to be wow. sitting here with you. So thank you. Well, thank you. I'm excited to stay in touch. Yeah, please do. Please, please do. If you guys ever have, I mean, I don't know that we're professionals at this, but we have been doing it longer and we've been at the parenting game longer. So if you ever have questions and concerns about that, please hit us up um, on that stuff. Not again, not that we're experts, not that we're experts, but we've just like, (laughs) we're farther down the path. Yeah, we're, we're brand new to it. So we're in in the thick of it. 